Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all, season 11, episode 255. I'm Adam Walker. And I'm Sanjay Park. By the way, for the tech nerds out there, all the bits are full. You know what I'm talking about. I appreciate me you letting me goad you into that, making that joke. So uh, listen, we have we have a jam-packed episode. I mean, like so many stories to cover. We even cut down on the number of stories we're going to cover. And there's still more than usual because it's just been a crazy week. So I've been let's busy. Just, let's just dive in. Sanjay, we're going to start with your rant. I'll read the title and then you can just take it away. But I'm going to I'm going to give you a time out when it's time to stop ranting. OK, so, so uh, around minute 50 or so. Is yeah, that when I'm yeah, going to okay. give you I'm going to give you two whole minutes to rant. So just prepare. <laughs> oh, that is not nearly uh, enough. All right. So article number one, Signal will remove support for SMS text messages on Android and T minus two minutes. Go. This is the stupidest thing ever. You know what this is? This is a bunch of tech people thinking that they understand tech and where things are going in tech and not understanding their user base. Mm. This is idiotic. So on Android, unlike on Apple, because I think Apple has some restrictions, uh, on Android, Signal has the secure messages and SMS messages all in one application. Right. So to me, when I'm using it, I don't think about it's who seamless. I'm messaging. Yeah. I just message, right? right? And if they happen to be on Signal, it's encrypted. I love that. It's great. Right. Right. You can tell who's on signal and who's not because of the way they do the check mark. It's pretty obvious. Their whole argument, though, is it's confusing. And then people don't know that they're sending SMS over signal secured. And then their other argument is, hey, SMS is going away and we're all moving to RCS anyways. So in case you don't know, RCS is the, the successor to SMS and basically allows a bunch of things. Here's the problem. There's one big company that does some, doesn't support RCS. That is Apple. Yep. So basically what you're saying is we're going to get rid of SMS because we're all moving to RCS. And so that means you can't text anybody in Apple and vice versa. Yeah, even that though like seem... Apple's got more than half, or at least half, close to half the market. So, yeah, it seems like a terrible uh, idea. I would say Half-ish. less than that if you look worldwide, but okay, it, fair, it doesn't fair, matter, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's still a significant part of the market. It's dumb. Um, you definitely talk to people that are on Apple and and Apple people talk to people on uh, that are on Android. Yeah. This is basically... People making tech decisions, not understanding how people are using technology and being in love with the technology and not understanding the user experience and the user mm. interface and understanding what is actually important to end users. It is ridiculous. It's dumb. And it's going to cause people to stop using Signal and a <laughs> Adam's counting me down right here. But I'm going to blow past it. This, this is like when you're on the Oscars, when you're on the Oscars and the music's playing, That's and you're like, I minutes. don't really care. That's I'm going to keep two going. Rant, two minute rant. But basically, time. What, what it really means is that people are going to stop using Signal. I mean, I've already talked yeah. to my wife about it, and she's like, yeah. I don't want another app to deal with. She's like, I already yeah. deal with Signal and WhatsApp. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to do this. You can't have a bunch of different messaging apps. That yeah. doesn't make it's any bad. sense. It's no, bad. It's totally bad. I hope they come to their senses. I don't have. Any more comments to add to that? So Sanjay, why don't you move on to the next article? <laughs> <laughs> next is like oh, somebody that's doing like smashing things. That's that's awesome. Smashing success. The NASA asteroid strike results in a big nudge. Yeah, more yo, than they were expecting, right? A this lot was way more, more than they were expecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I quoted this. Uh, I pulled this quote from the article. Before the impact, the moonlet, so that's what they were impacting, the moonlet that was, that was uh, rotating around a big asteroid. I think the moonlet, 
took 11 hours, 55 minutes to circle its parent asteroid. Scientists had anticipated shaving off 10 minutes, but Nelson said the impact shortened the asteroid's orbit by 32 minutes. So it had a significantly more, significantly more effect than they anticipated, which is great, I guess. I mean, I guess that means we can really like move things around. Yeah. And I think this was the first time that we have ever uh, changed the orbit of a orbit. celestial yeah, body. Celestial so, like, body. Ce yeah. Celestial. C celestial. 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 So, whatever that you know, one is. Yeah. I, I hope eventually what they do is what you see a lot of times in science fiction where we launch a rocket there, but we don't crash it into it. It like docks with the, the body mm. and then it uses it the thrusters it. Yeah. and pushes it out Let's of the way, that. right? Yeah, I like, like that, that, that sounds That's like the next that's step. Way I think cooler. that's super cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Let's do that. All right, well, moving on. 1.2 billion metaverse horrified by report it only had 38 active users. Now, 1.2 billion dollar by the way, billion dollars. dollar. Yeah, sorry, 1.2 billion dollar metaverse. So let me just set this up and, and say that the title's a little bit clickbaity, but not much. So <laughs> this this uh, this metaverse company is valued at 1.2 billion dollars, and they have a metaverse that they say had only tracked 30 active users. Now, in reality, the quote in the uh, the quote in the article says that they don't track our users, only people interacting with our contracts, which are, are on the blockchain so they can see them publicly. Uh, Decentraland's creative director, Sam Hamilton, told Coin, Coindesk, adding that the platform averages around 8,000 users on average per day, which is still horrifying for a so company that's valued that high. Yeah, so what's very interesting is, is and I think this exemplifies uh, the trouble here uh -huh. is that they talk about average users per day and right. not monthly active users, right? right? So I think if you expand this out into monthly active users, it's probably not that much more than 8,000, No, right? No, and so terrible. that's not a really good number. And I think that would be even, and I think they're kind of obfuscating it by saying that it's, oh, average it's, users it's per a, day. Per day, right. But it's probably not more than that. Yeah. But on the 10, month, well, monthly that, active yeah. users, it's probably not much more than 8,000. Maybe it's 10, I mean, maybe it's 12. For, for a $1.2 billion company, it exactly. should be in the hundreds of thousands, millions of users. I mean, millions, really. Certainly not tens of thousands of users. That's insane. And, yeah. and it showcases, I mean, all the articles that I'm seeing that I really didn't bother to tag, which is that the metaverse concept seems to be tanking and Facebook is really <laughs> taking a hit about it. And yep. I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. I mean, just forecasting a little bit else. I think the metaverse is going to take much long, longer to catch on than anybody realizes. I mean, much longer. And augmented reality is going to be a much bigger deal much sooner. And I think that's what Apple's betting on is going to be augmented reality. So that's yeah. going to be really interesting to see what and happens. I, and I think this goes hand in hand with NFTs. Oh, um, yeah. If you've seen Which we're talking how much about NFTs, uh -huh. yeah, they, they yep. have tanked as well. And so, oh, big time. Yep. Um, and we'll talk about somebody who's, who's pulled the rug out uh, of a set of NFTs. But mm -hmm. I think all of this goes hand in hand. And people have realized, like, uh, this doesn't really make sense. And so mm -hmm. uh, there you go. So next up, uh, Russian-speaking hackers knock multiple U.S. airport websites offline. No impact on operations reported. By the way, Adam, have you ever gone to the website for Atlanta's Jackson Hartsfield? Is it Jackson? Hartsfield Wait, Jackson? You're, Hartsfield you're Jackson telling airport? me Hartsfield Jackson has a website? They have a website. I've I can't, I cannot think of any reason I would ever go to an airport's website, like zero reason. I feel like I've done it once or twice mm -hmm. just to check to see 
how much parking was available at which Ooh, lots. Yeah. Maybe that or like ground transportation, like what kind of ground transportation comes from an airport so I can like plan my right. subway stops or something. But even with but that, like I really wouldn't do, like even going to New York, like I've never gone to LaGuardia's website before. <laughs> like like you just, yeah, neither you just fly in, you pull up your phone or you just fly in and just go to the kiosk and be like, all right, how do I get out of here? And they're like, we want to help you get out of here. <laughs> I, I want to get out limbo. of here. Please leave. <laughs> Here's how you leave. So, I think the yeah. only one that I've ever done is Atlanta is just to check parking, but it's not even yeah. that often. Like a lot of times mm -hmm. I'll go and I'm I, I'm not checking parking at all. It's I interesting that Russian hackers hack the websites and all. I guess it's it's interesting. That's why we tagged. It's, it's interesting. It doesn't matter. Good for you. Yeah. It has not affected anybody. Mm -mm. <laughs> well, speaking of something that will affect people, call it Data Liberation Day. Patients can now access all their health records digitally. Now, I didn't realize that this wasn't already a thing because like I've been able to access health records for a while with my carrier but I guess maybe not all carriers provided that opportunity. Is that is that what this is saying? And now they'll have to? Well, now this actually is saying you can export your data. So you'll oh. be able to get all of your data. Oh, so that's a big deal. Not just what you see, like test records and things like that. You can actually get access to all the emails that the doctors send about you, you know, that you might not be copied on. Like you can get all of oh, it. Oh man, I want to go download that right now. <laughs> That's like a treasure trove of stuff right there. Wow. It, it, it's like the, I don't know if you remember this episode of Seinfeld where uh, I think it was Elaine or Kramer. They get go into the doctor and the doctor writes down basically like they're a, a trouble patient like and and not to give them yeah. anything kind of yeah. and then they try yeah. to steal steal their chart yeah, yeah like that's now but you're allowed to do it and it's digital so mm. now you can go download all your stuff and find out if your doctor's saying you're a, a trouble oh client, man i love trouble that patient. That's, that's good to know all right well i'm, I'm not <laughs> i'm not a trouble patient because everybody loves me so i'm just gonna assume we're good to go but that's you what know. you think who knows what your doctor thinks <laughs> Here's what CNN thinks about NFTs, though. CNN accused of rug pull as it abandons its NFT project. I mean, come on. Wah, wah, like, wah. Of course this is going to happen. Like, NFTs are tanking. They're not useful in the real world. Of course it's going to go under. Like, they, I, there's, there's a line in here that says, um, yeah, there's a, a report that talked about NFTs. Trading volume collapsed 97% since the January peak. Yep. Yeah. So they, I mean, yeah. CNN sold about $300,000 worth of NFTs. Yeah. And now basically they're saying like, yeah, we're not going to keep supporting this, but Hey, you still have access to your NFTs because they're on the blockchain. But everybody that's bought them is like, wait, if there's no active market for this, these things are worthless. Matter. They're worthless. And, and, and I think they had promised uh, like future access to new things for certain users based on spend that now there is no future access because there's no yeah. future. So and and what's interesting yeah. is now they're saying like thanks for for working with us on our experiment, and they never called it an experiment before. They they said it was a real thing, and now all of a sudden it's become an experiment, which basically whitewashes them to say like oh you knew this was just a test, and that's why you spent three hundred thousand dollars with us. And like yeah, mm. that's, that's yeah people spend three hundred thousand dollars on tests all the time. Like that's what I think. I'm like. <laughs> Where can I go spend enough money to buy a house on something that may or may not work out? That's what I think about on a regular. I fall asleep to that thought, actually. Every yeah, day. yeah, so, all the time. Yeah, yeah let's, the time. let's do yeah. that. Yeah. All right, Sanjay, I tagged this next article uh, kind of for me, if I'm being really honest. So Gen Z canceled the, quote, hostile thumbs up emoji and wants to ban these nine others. And it was fascinating, like reading this article 
the way that a Gen Zer perceives a response of a thumbs up in a text message is like is as very passive aggressive and, and kind of like with this concept of like, why don't you just talk back to me? Like, why don't you say words to me? <laughs> don't just give me an emoji. And and I kind of I kind of agree. Like, I, I think that does kind of make sense. Right now, I still think there's a place for like a thumbs up when you're like uh, adding a thumbs up to a comment like in Slack. So like you're just adding an emoji to it. I think that makes sense. But like just as a thumbs up in the thread in general, I kind of get it. I mean, what are your what are your thoughts? So I think there's a specific place uh, that is very useful for the thumbs up emoji. Right. And that's when you're talking with somebody. It's a one on one sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you're talking with somebody and it's like, OK, we've agreed to it. We don't need to keep talking. There yeah. doesn't need to be a response anymore. Like the thumbs up just kind of ends the discussion. Um, mm, and and that we're both okay. in agreement about drop, what has what happened. Saying. It's a mic drop. Well, it's, a, it's not a mic drop. It's like a hey, we don't need to keep saying okay, thank you, I got yeah. you, pa okay, I heard you, like yeah. back and forth and whatever. It's like we're, we're good. Yeah, we're done. But I, I we don't can need see to keep going. How a younger person might might consider that a passive aggressive comment. But but either way, but it's not. Uh, it's it's just like a hey. We don't need to keep I, wasting our time. Hey, we, I agree. We with good. You. I'm just yeah. telling you, I can I can see their side. I will say, look, look, I mentioned they canceled nine other emojis. I'm just gonna run through those really quick, real quick. Red heart, okay hand, check mark, poo. They're canceling the poo emoji. What? Come on. Poo. Loud crying. Actually, I've face. never used that emoji. I don't either. <laughs> Monkey covering eyes, clapping hands. I love the clapping hands emoji. Lipstick kiss mark, which I don't know why anyone would ever use that in a communication, except yeah. I'm like messaging my wife which still seems weird and yeah. grimacing face that's the those are the 10 emojis that have been so canceled starting with these, I, i've used grimacing face i've used clapping hands i use yeah. clapping hands not used use clapping, clapping, clapping hands, hands. hands is great yeah i mean and then giving the thumbs somebody up and applause. The, and the, there's nothing and the heart. applause everybody yeah. loves applause you know what I'm saying? Well, i don't so. understand the issue with those like, <laughs> um but in all fairness i, just, I do want to say in all seriousness um you've never sent me the clapping hands so i I don't know. How to uh, you you got to do something worthy of claps. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> snap a photo of your living room and interior AI will redesign it. Man, that got awkward at the end there for a second, didn't it? <laughs> oh, man. All this, right, all right. Yeah. This is fascinating. You tagged yeah. this article, but man, I yeah. did a little bit of a deep dive into it because it is super cool. Yeah. So if you've cool. got a room and you don't know what to do and how to design it, you can take a picture of it, upload it to this app, and this is using AI. So like a lot of the things that we've talked about, like yeah. Dolly and, and, yeah. and some of the others, um, and it'll design your room for you. You give it yeah. a style, you give it like what you want and it'll figure out things to do in that room. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, and it's not always practical. Like some of the examples were like, oh, it missed the door there. So like there, there I think there's certain things, but still like it's a great idea engine, but I tagged it because this is where AI is going. Like it's going to be able to, to kind of like we can, like the same way you'd sort of bounce ideas off a of front. Like, oh, I'm thinking about putting a chair in that corner and this item on the wall over here, you can just bounce ideas off of an AI and get ideas and and, and kind of almost collaborate yeah. that way. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. The, so. the one issue I see with this, and, and recently, uh, and I kind of lit the, them up, uh, and I'll say who it is, but um, I, I tried out one of the... Um, the assistant writing AI writing tools. Yeah, yep. It was Jasper that I tried out. Okay. I, I was not a fan. Um, mm. and I was trying to use it to write a, uh, an original blog post. Right. And I thought maybe this will help me do it faster. And it was just regurgitated stuff. So basically yeah. it's all the inputs of, of the internet 
yeah. then it's just kind of, you know, rewriting all that stuff. And so it's not creative, unique stuff. So I yeah. think the fear here for a lot of people is like, oh, AI is going to take over our jobs. We're not going to have anything. No, I don't think that's true. I think people that are that continue to be creative and do unique things, yeah. uh, AI will will not yet at least be able to replace that. Right. Um, yep. And, totally and so I think there's still an opportunity here. And I, and I think that has been true for a long time, right? We've yeah. talked about for a long time, uh, oh, in other countries, they're coming up and you know, they've got more people and more workers and this, that, and the other. And I right. think there's always been a spot for creativity mm-hmm. and, and innovation and, and being strategy. able to do those things. Yeah. yeah and and, yeah. and yeah. computers, at not yet at least, have been able to replace that function. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, next up, speaking of replacing functions, your future home could be inflated in 15 minutes and filled with concrete. So, and then is, you can design it with the AI. And so, then I mean, there yeah, you go. <laughs> like this is kind of brilliant. I mean, so yeah. they basically inflate this like this like PVC material over 15 minutes using like these hyper air compressors. Then they fill the space with concrete. Yep. And suck the air out as they go, so there's no bubbles. And then you've got concrete walls in place. And it's like, I think they built it like in a couple of hours. Like, and they, yeah. now they haven't built like a full scale house yet. They're working on that. They built like small sheds and things like that so far. But still, like, this is a fascinating and interesting concept. But I think the, the one thing that I would wonder about, I guess, and I guess you'd have to figure, I guess they build it in, is like all the conduits for like wire and stuff. Like, you'd have to figure all that stuff out. But uh, it's a fascinating, interesting idea. And I love the fact that like there's innovation around home building so that it's cheaper and more accessible because it's such an important need worldwide. So it's a yeah. cool idea. But if, like, if, you know, you realize that in a lot of places, in a lot of countries, um, you don't have actually wiring for water and, and yeah, power and all those things. Yep. Uh, you just need shelter because yep. you go to the well for the water, um, you know, you use batteries and things like that for, for yep. power or yep. even something like this, you could put then solar panels on it and then yep. wire it kind of directly right there. Yep. So the resilience of a, of a shelter like this to monsoon, to earthquakes, to, so great. you know, yep bad weather is, is phenomenal. Like concrete yep. is a phenomenal material. Um, and it's amazing that we're getting to the point now where <laughs> you could just fill up a plastic form. It's crazy. With it. it's, it's crazy. It, th- it's this crazy. is like making, uh, like making popsicles, right? I like know. Just I know. Yeah. Things this into form like, yes. <laughs> Stick yes. it in the freezer. De- there you go. So I love pretty it. Neat. I love it. Pretty yeah, neat. That's right. That's right. Next up. Um, once you got your house, uh, you, you want to make it smart and Roku's new smart home products are just a first step for them. Yep. So, this is interesting. So they, they're white labeling this stuff. They're not making right. their own things. Openly um, white labeling, right. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think eventually that's kind of going to be the idea. And what's interesting right. is that they're basically going to try to pull this into the Roku experience. Yep. Um, and so that then like somebody's at your front door and maybe you'll have a pop-up on whatever program you're watching. Yeah. Um, you'll be able to see who's at the front door while you're watching your show. Yeah. And in all fairness, like at first I read this, I was like, this is a weird move. And then I thought like they, and they played it as like, Roku powers 30% of streaming. I think it was like 28% of streaming and streaming is a smart home type application. And like, yep. I've got a, I've got a Roku TV so I can like turn my TV on from the Roku app and like power it up and then go yep. to whatever. So like it is a smart device now. And so this is a next iteration of that, which makes sense. And their brand loyalty is huge. It's a big brand name. I mean, it's one of the, honestly, one of the bigger brand names in this space now because of this. So it's a pretty interesting move, I think. And and they're trying to make it significantly affordable. I mean, I think like the smart light bulbs start at like $7, which yeah. is 
way cheaper than some of the other like Philips ones and whatever else. Right. So yeah. that's pretty I, cool. I feel like this is like almost they're like the Ikea version of smart home stuff. Like they're yeah. trying to make it super affordable. Yeah. And I love that. Like I want I need more of that. I, I like I like that. So something I don't need more of, I don't think uh, Microsoft Teams gains animated avatars, which everybody wants, and AI powered recaps, which I think everybody actually does want. So um, this is interesting. So the animated avatars, I think is dumb. Like, I don't think that's very useful. I doubt very many people are gonna use it. I think it's a, it's a kitschy, gimmicky sort of thing that they're doing, whatever, that's fine. But the AI powered recaps are interesting because meetings are like, they're kind of terrible. And at the end of meetings, no one know, knows what happened. And, and half, most of the time there's no good notes and there's no list of actionable next steps. And so they're going to try to capture notes with AI and yeah. create a list of actionable next steps with AI, which I think is kind of great. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, cool. Good, good yeah. for them. I can't say that I remember when I've ever used Microsoft Teams. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't think I don't. This, I, 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 this will me. not make me move to Microsoft Teams. That's for sure. There's no possibility of that happening. But I like that they're moving the industry in this direction. I like seeing this happen. So, you know, yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, there you go. Let's uh, transition over to some space news. We've Maybe got, we got three a stories. lot of space news. I know. Three stories for yeah. you about this. Yeah. yeah. So first up, NASA will soon test a massive inflatable heat shield in low Earth orbit. Yeah, man. This is cool. I I, I didn't read this whole thing. I, okay. I, I don't know. Yeah, so basically, what is this for? Um, they're the, like a shuttle. Uh, or, or whatever spacecraft will be able to take the heat shield up with them, inflate it in space, and then essentially put it in front of them on their on their re-entry, and it would basically allow them to uh, break I earlier see. in the atmosphere, so it would slow them down at a higher point in the atmosphere, so that the ride would not be nearly as bumpy and, and difficult coming back in. So they're trying to make, I think, re-entry into Earth's orbit more palatable to like average human beings. I believe is kind of the idea here. So I think that I, I feel like they said in this. Um, now that I'm looking at it, they said something about Mars's atmosphere being thinner. Yeah, um, so I think I think it'll help with that as well. Right, that yeah. it helps with that. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. Yeah, eh, that that's cool. I guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, look, that's all about inflatables. Cool? This next article is real cool, cool, and the one after yeah. that's even cooler. So astronomers have unveiled the world's largest digital camera I, I got a quote from this one the world's largest digital camera for astronomy is taller than a car has as many pixels as 266 iphones and will over the course of the next 10 years help researchers study billions of galaxies this thing it, it kind of looks like a dslr in the photo like i don't know if that's a real yeah. photo but it looks like it it looks like a dslr like the size of like a small house is what, what it yeah looks like. so this camera does 3.2 gigapixels. And when I saw that, my phone felt like totally inadequate. I thought it was really great. I, I got it. it. It does 108 megapixels. And I'm like, wait, something does gigapixels? Wait, what? I need, I need gigapixels. Yeah. yeah. We, we've been talking megapixels. I need, yeah. I need gigapixels. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I don't know uh, when that version of the phone's going to come out. I don't know, but it's I still, feel like it's, I need it now. <laughs> I don't know why I, I need it. it, but but I feel like I need gigapixels. You need gigapixels. I need I need gigapixels. Finally, the last one up on the on the uh, space trek here that we've got. Yeah. Uh, Spin launch completes its tenth test, hurling payloads for NASA and other companies into the air. I kind of love this. Have you seen I've, this before? Yeah, like, I've never I've, seen this before, but I, okay. I found this on uh -huh. TikTok. 
Okay, like literally, really? I'm, I'm like, I'm scrolling TikTok and there's this like tech, uh, like this girl tech influencer. And she's like, have you seen Spin Launch? And I was like, what is Spin Launch? And so like she showed a video of it. And I was like, that's unbelievable. So then I like went and researched it, found the link and, and tagged it for the recording today. Like this is crazy. Yeah, I, I got to say, I often think about all of the fumes that come off when we do space launches and yeah. you see like all that propellant being used. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that's, that can't be good for the environment. No, terrible, like, terrible for the environment, terrible not, for energy, that's terrible not a yeah. good thing. And yeah. so basically listeners, what the, this is doing is it's got a, a wheel essentially. And at the end of it, they're attaching the payload and they start spinning it over and over again until it gets to, I'm sure some critical speed. And then they release the payload up into the air, yeah, yeah, and then once it gets to a certain point, then it actually has uh, a booster rocket, and then it gets all the way out to orbit. Yeah, but they're avoiding that first segment of escape velocity yep. and having to get out of the atmosphere uh, by just so, spinning it really, really fast. So just to paint a picture and to go back to like my childhood Sunday school days, this is like. Uh -huh the the sling that you know the david and goliath sling where you like put you put the rocket <laughs> yeah. and you spin it around you know super super fast over your head and somehow you miraculously let it go at the perfect time to smack the giant in the i don't know how anybody would ever do that but apparently you can and that's what they're doing except with rockets into space which is awesome so did, did you ever have to do this swing no, thing? Ne or? I've never oh. even held one. Because I was going to ask swings. how many times you hit yourself in the head. I would really like to try sometime. Like, I want to know how difficult it is to release the rocket the perfect time for it to go straight. I feel like if you're ever doing that in front of like a plate glass window, it's just you're definitely going to go backwards I, into the plate glass window. No doubt about I it. I would so. really, really like to watch you do this. I mean, listen, film it at the same if, time. If you buy me the sling and you come on over, man, I will go in my backyard and we will video the junk out of this. It'll be awesome. I'll put a target out there. You can stand behind a tree and like shield yourself. You know, I, I, like, I would say, even though it's going to be funny, I, I would say that you'd have to wear goggles because. Oh, for sure. I, I, I don't yeah. think a workman's comp would I cover would hit, uh, I would eye hit injuries. myself in the face for <laughs> sure. There's no doubt. There's zero. Like, it's like, it's almost like you'd grab that sling knowing you're going to hit yourself in the face. Like, that's why you're, I need some personal punishment. So we're just, we're just going to go with this. It's going to be great. There you go. So. Time for the weird and wacky segment. Abominable snowman. Oh, not an axe murderer. One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. All right, Sanjay. Weird and wacky time. We got a couple real weird ones, but this, to start this off. This first one's definitely about personal punishment so, right here. Some, somehow we managed to not speak his name until weird and wacky, which is kind of poetic. I'm not going to lie. So Elon Musk sells $1 million worth of new perfume called Burnt Hair. Yes, you heard me right. The perfume's name is Burnt Hair. He sold a You know what this dollars. reminds me of? The, the quote from P.T. Barnum that a fool and his money are soon parted. I mean, oh my God. <laughs> like one, one of the great quotes, one of the great quotes in this article is a quote from Elon Musk himself. He says, with a name like mine, getting into the fragrance business was inevitable. Why did I even fight it for so long? <laughs> Which, I mean, in all fairness, a name like Elon is kind of perfect for the fragrance. fragrance. I mean, he's not wrong about that, but still it just, I, I, well, it's, well, it's it's Musk, right? So yeah, there, there, oh, there Musk. There, yeah, there you go. There, there were posts on Twitter course, yeah. saying that what he should be selling is Elon's Musk. That's right. That's way better. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> See, I went with the Elon. The Musk makes way more sense now that I think about it. So there you go. So yeah. the other thing is, uh, it's it's called on the website. It's called the essence of repugnant desire. That that seems 
terrible to me. It, like it's, that's, it's he's like mocking you, and people are still <laughs> buying it. Like, <laughs> how dumb are people? I I, I, think I don't know even know, man. I don't. I, I don't. The I, the, that. It's beyond words, really. Like, it, and he, and he, I think he joked on Twitter that he's selling this to try to raise money to buy Twitter. Uh, but I, which is kind of you know meta anyway. But uh, it, I don't. I don't have anything else to say about this. I just it is. Yeah. It is beyond. Next up, uh, Lufthansa bans air tags and luggage after passengers publicly shame it with the location of lost bags. Because <laughs> that'll fix it. Saying like, no, you yeah. can't track us yeah. messing up well and not only that That's but like like how are they gonna like do they are they gonna, gonna like scan the bags like are they do they really give off enough signal to like be scannable and obvious i doubt it so i mean are people just gonna be like oh yeah i've got an air tag let me go dig that out of my bag no they're not gonna do yeah that. so yeah it's uh they, they're responding to, to some tweets like there was a tweet on here and it says just traveled uh, something to something, something business class, two hours and 30 minute transit. Somehow you've lost my bag in between. Apparently your team can't find it. Your system is down. I'm told Apple AirTag says it's in whatever other city, some Toulouse. very far away. That's in France. Uh, can I please get my bag back before you send it somewhere else? So that's what they're responding to. They really, really don't they, like these. Air they, tags, they don't so. want to be publicly shamed. You know what they could do? Yeah. Is just, just not, not lose, lose bags. The bags. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense, actually. That, yeah, that could a, solve it as well. Probably but. a good a good plan. Speaking of uh, something else that needs to be solved, our last weird and wacky iPhone 14 keeps calling 911 on roller coasters. So one of the nice features about iPhone is that it can call 911, like if it detects a crash or like something terrible happening to you. Um, but apparently it's having trouble distinguishing between a crash and a roller coaster, which I can actually sort of understand, though you'd think you'd kind of like geolocate and be like, oh, they're at Six Flags. Maybe you shouldn't call 911 for this here. I don't <laughs> right. know. But uh, yeah, I don't know if they're fixing it or not, but I found that incredibly. Yeah, I get, you know, if you're if you're not going at vehicle speeds, like probably well, some shouldn't. of those roller coasters go at vehicle speeds, though. I mean, like you think, think about those okay. massive drops. They, they hit like 50 miles an hour on some of those. OK, stops, not so. vehicle, not vehicle speeds and not an amusement park. Right. So like when you're yeah. in your house, right, just walking around and you drop your phone, uh, it's not a crash. Right. Uh, you, you, well, you it's not calling then. Right. It's not calling everyone then. It's calling. I, I thought the they said that yeah. sometimes when people just dropped them, it was it was. Oh, doing it too. Oh, I must have missed that part. OK, well, yeah. I mean, I will say we have reported on iPhones and, and like Apple watches, like saving people's lives, calling down when they fell and, and got knocked unconscious. So I guess I mean, honestly, that's a good thing. If there's a few extra 911 calls, I'm OK. I mean, better on the extra side than on the non extra side. Right. You don't want it to like not call when it should. So that's true. It's yeah. just. You know, nine one one call centers are a lot of times overwhelmed That's and understaffed. Yeah. So I don't know. Five it's points. it's a delicate dance right there. Yeah. So many things are a delicate dance. Yeah, it's true. Tech wreck, tech wreck. Time to get your tech wreck. Tech, 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 tech wreck. Chicky, chicky. Tech wreck. All right, Sunjay, tech wreck time. What do you have for us this week? So I the recommendation is actually an app you already have, which is Google Maps, but it's a feature in it. The okay. location sharing. We've talked about mm, Live 360 yep. in the past and yep. how they were doing nefarious things with your location stuff. Right. Yep. Well, just recently, Google has rolled out places inside of Google Maps too. So you can know when somebody has arrived or left from a place, which hmm. is one of the main features that you have in Live 360. Right. And so to me, at this point now, Google Maps is basically a pretty good free replacement 
for Live 360. Nice. You don't get historical information about where somebody's been. Right. But I don't know. For us as a family, I don't really need that. I, I need yeah. to know where they are right now. Yeah. Um, You're so not that, trying to like, like super sleuth where everybody what like where did they go at 9 yeah. 30 today like i don't care exactly I, I don't care about that right yeah. i just need to know where you are right now so that yeah you know i i know if you're coming to get me or i'm coming to get you or whatever it is yeah um so i will give a caveat i know listeners have often said like you know i've or, or realized that i'm not a huge fan of google but i think i would trust google with this data more than i would live 360 because honestly, Fair. Google's a bigger target and they have more scrutiny on them through regulators and government and folks like that, that if they did something very bad with this kind of data, that they would get smacked. So it doesn't mean that, that they same, won't do something bad, but they'll at least get smacked more than Live360 will. So by that same logic, like if some like large governmental organization comes after you and like asks you for a bunch of private stuff, like you're totally good just giving it all to them. Is that what you're oh, trying no, to say? I'm, like, not, <laughs> I would not, I'm not saying that. <laughs> But there are large say organization that? that's got uh, that's no. got Overwatch. But, 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 but who watches the Watchers? You said government. Oh, who's going to watch that? Who's watching the Watchers? Okay, that's a, that's a great point. That's a great. There point. you go. That's fair. Okay, okay, Adam, what do you got for us this week? All right, so I've recommended this before, but they've released a new version, and it is the the best I've ever used. So I'm going to recommend the Spark Mail app. This is an email app, and it is, and I've tried all of them. And this is the best I've ever used by far. There's a couple of things that make it just absolutely remarkable. Okay. The first is it does a, does a great job of like pulling every email into one inbox seamlessly. So you can manage a whole bunch of email accounts in one place, a, a bunch of places do that. It also groups them by like notifications and updates, a bunch of, a bunch of them do that, but you can also mark a person as a priority individuals. So anything they send you will automatically be at the very top of your inbox, which is great. But my favorite feature by far, my favorite feature is this. You can set it up to say, I'm only going to check my email at 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and 4 p.m. And if you open the app on your desktop any other time, it'll just have this like very nice photo and it'll and then you can choose if you want to go into your inbox and it'll say it has this nice phone and it says you're scheduled to go to your inbox next at 11 a.m. Do you want to go to your inbox now? And you click the button to go into the inbox. And the reason I love that is because there are times during my day that I want to send an email to somebody, but I don't want to get distracted by my email. So if I open up my email program to send an email, I'm going to see 15 unread messages and one's going to catch my eye. And then I'm going to go down the rabbit hole of email forever <laughs> just because I wanted to send an email. Right. Or, or I'll, I'll, I'll need to do something. I'm like, oh, that was in my email. Let me go pull up that old email. But if I do that again, I'm going to see my inbox. Then I'm going to have to pull up my yeah. old email. Then I'm going to get sucked down the rabbit hole. With this, it hides that. So I can search without seeing incoming messages. And I can send new messages without seeing incoming messages, which is um, it's honestly like, that alone is worth paying for. I think it's like 70 bucks a year or seven bucks a month. Like I will pay for that all day long just not to be distracted by my inbox when I want to send an email or search a message. And it's got a ton of other features as well. So it's unbelievable. You should try it out. You can try it for free. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think they have a Sunday free trial and they have a free version as well if you don't want to pay for some of the premium features. So it's fantastic. Uh, so there's only one question I have for you. Yeah. Uh, have you already marked me as priority? I haven't marked anybody's priority yet, but I what? need, well, so I, it's on my list. I, I just started using it yesterday or two days ago. So I got to go through and mark you. That's and, like 24, 48 hours. Then you haven't marked me as priority. I got to, I got to go mark you and Clara and like all of our clients as priority. And like, and that's the other thing too, is like you can mark clients as priority. The other thing that's cool too, is uh -huh. you can mark a message as, uh, as like save for later. And it like puts it like down in the left corner, kind of out of your way. So if like, there's a message like, oh, I've got to respond to that today. 
but I've got to get through the rest of my inbox first because it's going to take me 20 or 30 minutes to respond to that. You need to hit right. save for later. It goes down into the bottom left corner so you still see it, but right. you don't have to deal with it in that moment. Then you pull it back up and then you can knock through those when you've got the time later that day, which is kind of amazing. So it's, I mean, honestly, I've, I've tried them all. It's the best I've ever used by far. And the mobile app experience is really good too. So it's it's great all around. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. I might give it a look. Give it a look. I, I, I don't look. know if it'll take for me because I'm a... Save Hardcore, all email locally. Serious Thunderbird user. Yeah, I I'm know. a serious Thunderbird serious user. Thunderbird but user. Yeah. I like checking out things like this because you never it's, know. It's incredibly, incredibly well done. So, all right, Sanjay. Well, this has been a great episode. How can our listeners find and connect with you? They can find me on Twitter at Sanjay, S-A-N-J-A-Y. They can find more rants that I have on, on there and they'll go longer. Or SanjayParik.com. What about you, Adam? Man, your rants on Twitter are pretty fantastic. I'm not going to lie. Um, they can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker. I'm trying to be there more. My website, AdamJWalker.com. Check it out. Does the J stand for jelly roll? Because you're dancing like, you know, jelly roll there. Let me see your that's a dance move, right? The jelly roll? I think roll? so. I think so. If it's not, we should make it up. We'll make it. We'll make one up. We'll get on TikTok. The jam roll, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jelly and jam roll. Doo -doo -doo.